right, over in Proverbs chapter 3. And uh, we won't stand because I've got a lot of scripture this morning that we're going to be covering, okay? He said, my son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy, listen to this word, church. Listen to what it's saying. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck, write them upon the tables of thine heart. So shalt thy find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord, some of the most familiar scripture you'll ever find. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth, he correcteth, even as a father the son in whom he delighteth. Happy is the man that findeth wisdom, and the man that getteth understanding. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, this morning. Pray, God, take me now. Use me, Lord, for your honor, for your glory. Thank you for what we felt already this morning, Lord. We could go home now and say it's been awesome to be in your house, Lord. Thank you for those that's made decisions already, for those that's done been healed this morning, Lord. Just ever be with them, God. I pray, Lord, as we come to this moment this time, if there be one here lost, say that it's lost, dear God. Touch those hearts and lives, and we'll give you the honor, praise, and glory for it all. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. My son, forget not my law. What's that? My word. But let thine heart keep my commandments. Amen. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. You know, there's a song, and I, I, I'm trying to, uh, can the world see Jesus in you? That's what I got on my mind this morning. Is I, I always get a song in my mind. I don't know if you other preachers dad, if you sing. But I got the song on my mind, Can the World See Jesus in You? And it goes something like, Can the world see Jesus, see Jesus in you? And God got to speak in my heart and my soul as I sang that song. And he said, you know, if, if, if the world can see Jesus in you, you don't have to go out bragging uh, that you're a Christian. You don't have to go out telling the world that you're a Christian. He said, and then he got to speaking to me about divine favor. He said, when I showed you divine favor, Jeff, the world knows it. You don't have to tell a soul. All you got to do is walk in. That's what the Lord said this morning. I thought, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Because there is, amen, a walk that a Christian has got divine favor on has. There is, amen. There's a talk that a Christian has when God is showing them divine favor. And there is a smile, amen, and a shine about somebody that's walking in divine favor. Ooh, hallelujah. Almost 60-year-old, I've walked in divine favor my whole life. I didn't get saved, I was 11. Amen. But see, mom and daddy's prayers and, and reaching age accountability took care of me. But after I got saved, even when I backslid on God, amen, up until the point I rededicated, amen, God has watched over me and took care of me. But I'm going to tell you something. When I rededicated at 21, I started walking in divine favor. I want to show you some things in the Word of God that hinders us from divine favor. 
God told me to come here this morning, tell everybody in here, amen. Listen, I hope you go out of here on Sunday or on Monday or Tuesday. I hope you go and eat dinner with your family. And you say, boy, I'll tell you something. My pastor has divine favor with Jesus. I hope you don't go and say, man, that pastor, he's so long-winded. He, take, he, he, he don't know when to shut up. Lord, he's so boring. He just drives me crazy. But I hope you go and sit down at the dinner table and you say, Lord, you ought to heard the message. My pastor preached this morning. It was right on target. And, boy, God spoke to my heart. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. God got on me last Sunday when he preached one of the best messages I ever heard him preach. Amen. And I'll tell you all something, Brian and, and, and Marcella, something. My wife told me something this week she never told me. She looked at me and she said, See, we had a chance, and, I, and listen, don't y'all throw stuff at me when I say this. But last week, we had a chance. To, the bowling family could have come sang here last Sunday night. They called me and asked me. But, you know, we had just lost Charles and just buried, laid him to rest, and we just had everything going on, and we only had four days to advertise. So, you know, we turned it down. So, But then I had somebody call me, November the 10th, Miss Benita, we are going to have a scene here, and it's going to be an awesome scene, okay, on Sunday night. Well, Rhonda looked up at me, and I was telling her, I said, don't you listen to these groups? They're good. It's coming, honey. She looked at me, and I was talking about the bowling family, and Adam Crow's been here two or three times, and, and all these good groups, the Browders, and she looked at me, and she said, honey, I'd rather hear you and Ryan and Marcella sing as anybody in this world. <laughs> I'll tell you, do you know what that, that brought tears to my eyes? That blessed my heart. I don't tell you, I went, like a little baby rooster. I thought, I looked at I said, honey, you've never said that to me. She said, well, you know I love to hear you sing. And I said, but you never told me that about me and Ryan and Marcella. And I'm going to tell you something. I have just had the best week. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hey, but she didn't stop there. She said, you know why? I said, yeah, I know why. She said, because you sang with the Holy Ghost. She said, when y'all sang, the Holy Ghost flowed. Amen. That changes everything, church. It don't matter if our voice is as, as beautiful as ours. But I'll tell you something. When we stand up and we represent the Holy Ghost of God, oh, it changes things. Hallelujah. I got to get on this. Lord, the mercy, I didn't know I was going to preach three messages. Amen. But he said, so shalt thy find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Not just to God, but inside of man. You know what Miss Earlene told me this morning? I got to tell this. You know, Miss Shirley stood up and said, I just got to tell you, Brother Charles blessed me one day. He come up and he, he handed me a $100 bill. You know, and that just blessed him. And I told, as I preached this funeral, I several times Brother Charles went through me. He didn't want nobody to know he'd give a hundred. But as soon as Miss Erlene got in the car, was talking about Charles, she said, you know, he gave me a hundred dollar bill. <laughs> Amen. That's the way God works. Amen. And you know what? Every time God's handed me money like that, you know what? I can't tell you how many dozens and dozens of times somebody's handed me a $100 bill when I need to finish paying my bills that week. I can't tell you how many times my power stayed on or my water stayed on because somebody handed me a $100 bill. I can't tell you how many times, amen, but I can tell you how many times as soon as I got in the car, I looked at Ron and said, look here, honey, 
Look what God blessed us with. Amen. Listen, folks, that might not excite you, but God's favor is so awesome. If you're not walking in God's favor, there's something wrong. And I want to show you that right quick this morning. Amen. Flip with me over to Joshua chapter 6. As uh, my good friend Cap said, Joshua. Flip with me to Joshua chapter 6. Real quick about Joshua. This was where they had come to the city of Jericho, and uh, God told them, said, you're going to take that city, but you're going to do it just like I tell you to do it. said, you ain't going to have to blow the walls down. So said, I'm going to take them down. And when I got to thinking about this divine favor, I got to thinking, I wonder how many of us that God tells us to do something, and he tells us specifically how to do it. And then we want to go do it our way. Anybody ever done that? I've been guilty. God gave Joshua specific orders and the people. He said, go and march one time around until the seventh day. And on the seventh day, march seven times around, blow the trumpets. Amen. And what? Shout. He said, and the walls come down. Amen. If you hadn't never read Joshua chapter 6, I was going to read that, but I ain't got time. Amen. You read Joshua chapter 6 and the story of Joshua. Amen. But I got to thinking, they got there on that first day. Can you imagine? That's, let me just say, I wrote down the sizes of those walls. Oh, let, me just, let me just tell you what those walls were. You know what you say? Outside wall was 30 foot high, 6 foot wide, okay? The inner wall was 12 foot high, 6 foot wide. Amen. I don't know. Anybody in here know how big the city was? I'm not sure about that now. But I want you to think about this. Can you just imagine when Joshua told them, we're going to march around that building, and then we're going to go in and fight them, aren't we? No. We're going to march around the building. We're going to just be quiet. We're going to go our way. Then we're, we're going to go back next day. I don't know if Joshua told them how they're going to do it to start with. I don't know. But can you just imagine how discouraged they might have got the third or fourth day? Now, Christians, a lot of times, get discouraged in this walk of life, don't we? Do we not get discouraged sometimes, church? I wonder how many of you got discouraged this week. Amen? Yeah. Amen. I, I dare say about everybody in here say guilty. Amen? But I can just imagine by the seventh day, some of them folks was thinking, he ain't no Moses. Amen. Because you know Joshua took Moses' place. And they're thinking, I don't know if he's the leader he ought to be. Man, but they marched the seventh day. I hope that's not what they're thinking. I hope they're thinking like y'all do. You know what I was thinking when I was studying this this morning? I was thinking, how long have I been preaching the vision to this church? How long have I been preaching that we're going to have a great revival one day. And when it breaks out, it's going to be amazing. I know I preached it when I was Brother Shannon's pastor at Hodge. Then I went on and preached it at Antioch. I first preached it at Spring Hill. Then I went on and preached it at New Life Baptist. And I came here, I preached it here for almost 15 years now. And I still believe that vision's going to come to pass. 
And you know what? I believe this church believes it too because you're still here. There's a lot of you still here. You're still believing, and you're still praying for Brother Jeff. There's a lot that's got discouraged that's left. Amen. But I'm going to tell you something. If you'll march seven days, amen, when we get around the walls of Jericho, hallelujah, God's going to give us revival and new life ministries. I'm telling you that, church. And when we have revival, it's going to be unbelievable what God's going to do here. These little ones that's gone back there, I've said it. I've said I don't know if I'll see it through Ryan. I may see it through Cutler. I don't know. Amen. But I'm going to see it. I will see it. I may be 90. I may be 60. But I'm going to see it. God gave me that vision. Miss Earlene bought into that vision 14 years ago. She's been with me ever since. That's why it's so special for her to be here this morning. When God gives you a vision, church, you know it. You know it came straight from God. There's been a lot of times I've thought, God, why am I having to preach this so much? And then I thought, stop, I thank Lord, I preached it at Spring Hill, and I didn't see it. I preached it at Antioch, Lord, I didn't see it. I preached it uh, at Hodge, I didn't see it, Lord. I even pioneered New Life Baptist, Lord, we didn't see that great revival. But see, when we come here, and God give me that four-hour vision, amen. And listen, I'm going to tell you something. Preaching this, yes, there's been times I've got discouraged. Amen. You preachers know what I'm saying. Every now and then I've got discouraged. Amen. But church, we can't be discouraged. We can't be dismayed. We've got to find that course. We've got to pursue it. Amen. We've got to follow the Lord. Amen. I've got to get off that or I will preach for three hours today. Amen. Praise the Lord. But on the seventh day, they marched seven times around. Amen. What happened? The walls fell down. And the walls came tumbling down. Joshua marched seven times around. Amen. We're marching around that wall, Brother Richie, here at New Life Ministries. And that wall's going to fall, praise God. And we're going to see revival. In church, we better get ready. Now, I'm telling you, we better get ready. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I thought about this. Turn, flip with me over to, uh, uh, let's see here, Luke chapter 12, right quick. Amen. We're going we're gonna to hurry along just as quick as we can. Luke chapter 12. Amen. I just want to show you how God laid this out for me today and uh, how he spoke this to my heart and life. I want you to listen to this guy. A lot of times... God, I want to show us divine favor, but amen, we don't pay him no mind. We just want to do it all our way. And some people is just doing it all their way. You hear me? They're just doing what they want to do, never even acknowledging God. I want you to listen to this guy here. Luke chapter 12, verse 16, and he spake a parable to him, saying, The ground of a certain rich man bought forth plentifully. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, this will I do. I will pull down my barns. Listen to this. Singly, my barns. And build greater, and there will I, I, bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, my soul, 
Thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool. This man just dismissed God completely. I dare to say that somebody said, God wouldn't even have me to even speak on this. This morning, they didn't want to put this in there. God said, yes, you are. There's some folks sitting here this morning that's dismissed God completely. That's doing things yourself. That's doing things on your own. You ain't said a prayer in forever. You've not acknowledged God as being your God. I don't know, maybe you're sitting here and you're lost. You've never truly been saved. I don't know your hearts. I don't know your lives. But I know where this man stood. He said, I, 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 me, 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 my, my, my. Is that you this morning? Is that you this morning? Everything for self. Everything for me. Everything's got to be just right the way I want it. You know what the Bible said? You're no longer your own. Why? Because you're bought with a price. You're not your own. You are serving one much bigger than you and I. Amen. He said, thou fool. Amen. Thou fool. But God said unto him, thou fool, this night thy show shall be required of thee. Then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? You're not going to take it with you, are you? Amen. You will not take it with you. Then I thought about this. Turn with me over to. Revelation chapter 3, I believe it is. Revelation chapter 3, yeah. Amen. Church, I'm going to tell you something. You know they got a poverty level in America, in the United States, about 35,000. Most people around here can live on 15 or 20,000 and have a good life. And I'm, I'm just telling you, around here. And I'm going to tell y'all something. Did y'all know that every one of us are blessed beyond measure? Everybody, I, I, did anybody walk to church this morning? If you did, raise your hand. Praise. Did you ride a bicycle this morning at church? Dare say, they didn't even know I had to ride a motorcycle. I didn't hear one. Amen. Everybody probably drove a pretty nice vehicle this morning. Amen. Everybody drove a dependable vehicle anyway. Everybody had gas in that vehicle to get here this morning. Amen. I dare to say everybody laid on a bed or on a comfortable couch or at least a comfortable floor last night to sleep. You had a roof over your head probably. Amen. I dare to say we are more blessed than anybody could ever start to imagine. Most homes has two cars sitting in the driveway. And everybody here has got a place to live, and I dare to say you. By looking at everybody in here, you ain't missed a meal. I know I hadn't. We eat when we get ready to, and most of the time it's what we want. When we go to the grocery store, it's not just buying what we have to like I used to have to do all the time. Amen, when the boys was little. But it's what do you want? I'll call Rhonda two or three times. What else do you want? I'll pay for it, and I'll go out, and I'll have to come back in and buy something else. Amen. Amen. But that's the way the world is. We are blessed, church. We are so blessed. And turn with me to Revelation 3, and I'm going to show you where we're at right now, okay? I'm going to get back to divine favor in just a minute. Revelation chapter 3, verse 14. And to the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith thee, Amen. The faithful and true witness. This is the today's church. You hear me? 
the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. How many of you knows what that means? How many of you knows that means just to puke? That's not a polite word, but that's what I knew. That means God just pukes at the side of us just being lukewarm. He said, I'd rather that you were just cold. Don't even act like you're a Christian. Don't even walk in that store and say nothing about me if you're going to go out and live like a devil. Just go on home, amen, and forget about me if you ain't going to live for me. He said, people like you make me puke that's been washed in the blood of Jesus, that's been saved, washed in the blood of Jesus, and has me in your heart defiling your temple the way you are. He said that makes me sicker than anything. He did. Is that not what he says? Let me show you what else he says. Because thou sayest, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. And knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. You hear what he said you was? But you know what? You are rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. And that's why we forgot about God. That's why we put him on the back burner. That's why we don't walk in divine favor anymore. And I'm fixing to go down through a list to show you what we need to do. Amen. But I want you to look at these different characters that we've covered today. I want you to look at these different things. Amen. Are you discouraged today? It's God give you a vision. Listen, God give me my vision at 20 some odd years old, 22 or 23, and I'm 60. I've not seen it yet, but I've not quit preaching it. Yes, it's got dim a few times, and I might have almost lost sight in 2001, but I didn't. God said, Jeff, I'm still here. I'm still your Lord. That vision you had still real. Get up and do something about it. Is God speaking to you this morning and saying, get up and do something about what I give you. Get up and do something about what I've done for you. Get up and show that you can bear fruit and be a Christian like you need to be. We walk in divine favor. Every, you may not realize it, but everybody sitting in here is walking in divine favor. Just because, hey amen. I made a list here. And let me just read this list. Divine favor is having complete joy in the Lord, okay? You listen to me. Having a job, I dare say, you know what? You ain't got a job. All you got to do is tell us. <laughs> I ain't, No, I ain't got no connections with him, but I got a connection with him. 60-something, <laughs> 65 now, I think, or 66. We lost count. But everybody that's come to this church looking for a job is going to work. That's divine favor, church. That's the divine favor God will show. You got food on your table? Clothes to wear? I dare say everyone's got another change of clothes at home. Amen. A car to drive? A place to live? A great church to go to? A good pastor? Hey, no, I didn't, I didn't write that down. <laughs> but a great, a great church to go to with a great church family. Money can't buy that. Money can't buy what we got here. 
I can go down the road and I promise you I won't be happy. I can go over the road and I promise you I won't be happy. I can go over the road that I won't be happy. This is where God wants me. This is where God wants you. And if this is where God wants you, amen, you are to be filled with joy because you've got the lovingest church family that there's ever been right here. I've never seen a bunch that love me like this bunch. And I thank God for you every day, and I pray for you every day. I'll tell you something. I start out with Brad, Paige, Emma, Sawyer, Finn, Ryan, Tanza, Kelby, Heidi, Cutler, me and Rhonda, Dad, Charlotte, Barry, Roger, Merrill, and their families. And then I start on every family in this church. And I'll tell you something. God told me, he said, do it every day. But don't just do it once. Do it every time you stop and think about it. He said, pray a hedge about every one of them. Don't just pray a hedge about them, but pray a hedge about their home. Pray a hedge around their properties. Amen. That God will take care of our church. Church, that's what it takes for us to be the church God would have us to be. Amen. How many of you know you're walking in divine favor? Let me let me say this right here, and, and I'm going to have to quit. The Holy Ghost tell me I got, amen, I've got three more pages, and I, I need to preach. Amen. But no, I'm, I'm telling you. The Holy Ghost is telling me it's time. But I, I, want, I want to say this. You must keep studying. You got to keep praying. You got to keep giving. Not just your money, but of yourself. You got to keep coming. You got to keep witnessing. If everybody in this church, listen to me. I want to say this. I want you to take this to heart. If everybody in this church was just like you, what kind of church would this be? Now, listen to this. I got a few questions right quick. Would the church go bankrupt? You know, we're still paying for this church, and I'm going to tell you something, church. I told Rhonda today, I said, we're fixing to have some fundraisers. I said, we're going to get this church paid for in the year or two. I want us to build a gym. Our kids are getting old enough. They need a place to worship. They, they need a, a gym to play in. Amen. I believe that. And I believe God's going to do that for us. Amen. Amen. Would this church be bankrupt? Amen. Would anybody ever come to church if this church was just like you? Would they want to come be around you? Now listen to me. What kind of worship would we be having? Do you come in here filled with the Holy Ghost, ready to worship? I'm going to tell you something. The worship and praise team was prayed up and ready to go, wasn't it? Hallelujah. I'm telling you what, they ain't got to shout like that in two or three days or a week. Amen. I'm telling you, they were ready. And because the Holy Ghost of God was all over them, the Holy Ghost of God was all over this congregation. You imagine all of you. You remember that, what was the 120 in the upper room? You imagine all of us right here coming in one by one. There's 112 of us. Imagine everybody in here coming in here filled with the Holy Ghost of God. Woo, hallelujah. How good could it be? Amen. Listen to this. If, if everybody in this church was just like you, would anybody ever get saved? If they was like you, would anybody ever get saved? Can anybody or does everybody, when you go to work tomorrow, will they see divine favor in your life? I said it to start with. Can the world say Jesus? And you should not ever have to brag about it. You know those folks will be on the corner and they'll say, "It's just something different about the way he acts." I never hear a cuss word out of his mouth. Never, never told a joke. Matter of fact, I've never told a joke that they ever listened to. 
They just, they're just different. Something different. It's just the glow about them. Always happy. Always just having a good time. Amen. Is that you this morning? Are you truly walking in divine favor? And I'm not saying divine favor like I said. I'm talking about are you walking hand in hand with a personal relationship with my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ? A personal relationship. When you walk out these doors, you know it's you and Jesus walking out these doors. And you taking Jesus and the Holy Ghost to God home with you. Amen. You ain't got to rely on Brother Jeff or Brother Ryan or, or Sister Marcella or, amen, or our worship team. You don't have to rely on nothing except, man, I know I'm walking in divine favor. Yeah, man, it feels good. Amen. That's you this morning, church. That's you. God's saying, I want you to realize how much I love you, how much I can use you. If you'll just allow me to. If you will just let me. Oh, God knows your heart. God knows your life. God knows everything about you this morning. And he's wanting you to realize it. You may be discouraged. Don't be. You may be one of them that's been doing things your own way. Don't do it no more. It's time to give it to God. It's time the Holy Ghost, I guarantee the Holy Ghost is going to tell you, you need to go get in that altar. If you need to be in this altar, the Holy Ghost is going to show you that. Brother Jeff won't have to tell you that. You're going to know it because you're going to feel it right here. God knows us. Amen. Every head bowed and every eye closed just for a moment. While they're getting ready for a song. I know this mess has been scattered. Amen. But it's just what God said, preach. You're walking in divine favor, church. And if you're not, you should be. You are living for the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You've been washed in the blood of Jesus. Amen. And he's saying, you are my child. You are my ambassador this morning. Act like it. Walk like it. Live like it. Did you know there's one thing I had wrote down on the bottom of this that I left off, and that on the bottom was good health. I looked up and I said, Holy Ghost to God, have I got good health? He said, yes, you do. <laughs> I said, well, Lord, I've had three back surgeries, neck surgery, and prostate cancer. He said, you're in good health. Amen. So I wrote it down. Amen. God is wanting to bless you this morning, church. Thank you, dear Jesus. I praise your wonderful name. Thank you, Lord, for this word. Thank you for your word. I just pray, God, that each and every one, God, sitting under the sound of my voice, Lord, just fill them full of the Holy Ghost, show them what they need to do. And we'll give you the honor and praise and glory for it all. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Everybody.